We all remember that gun scene in The Good, Bad, and the Ugly, where the three characters at the end are in an intense three-way gun standoff. It's kind of what the real estate market is like right now. Buyers are waiting on an interest rate drop, potential sellers are hanging on to their lowest interest rates, and nobody is making the jump. In this episode of the Soul County Real Estate Podcast, Team Swayze will try to give you a slight competitive advantage with market knowledge and experience. Yeah, inventory's low, but you have the Slow County Real Estate Podcast on your side. Time to win this fight. Here's your host, James Bueno. Well, it's a warm day here in San Luis Obispo, and it's time again for another Slow County Real Estate with Mr. Hal Swayze. Hal, how are you, sir? I'm great, James. Good to be back. Good to see you. And Mr. Pete, you are here. I am excited to be here. And we're stoked. And Mr. Kingman, how are you? I'm stoked. Behind the screen there, stoked. looking at that. What's the origins of that word? Stoked? It, yeah, stoked. Like stoking a fire, probably. Okay. Well, fire, okay. How would that apply? Fired up, excited. Oh, fired up. That's oh, yours. Fired up. Ooh, okay. Fired up. Okay. Yes. That so, makes so. sense. Well, yeah. I always thought it was such a weird word. Now, I just made that up, so you should go to the but dictionary. It, I think it, it makes sense. <laughs> it would be in the urban dictionary. Yeah, it's a very common sense. So, some people approach. Google things, we howl things. We yeah. howl just give yeah. it to Hal. He'll give, give, give us the real. The all knowing. I'm going to start Google. reaching out to you for everything. Yeah. What does that mean? In my mind, here's what it means. Makes zero sense. You could have said it. That's what we would have believed you. That was perfect. Yeah. Yeah. It made a lot of sense. As long as Jeff can go through the rest of the day. And not be worrying about where that word originated from, <laughs> and he can be at peace with himself, uh, and then we're so, okay. So we're missing JT today, so he's he's yeah. off busy doing his thing, and uh, yep. I think we're, we need to get going. We got a lot of information. Yes. So it's market update time. Let's get rolling. For those of us that get our um, market update videos, this you may have heard this or seen this. We always look at like homes for sale. That's mm-hmm. a big deal. Um, we had about 10% less than a year ago. And if I go back 2019, we have a third less than we did before COVID. So very low amounts of homes for sale. Um, when we tracked it here at the end of the month, beginning of October, we had 308 homes for sale in the county, basically. We did have a little uptick though over last month, which is probably more important than looking yeah. back here. So it's a little bit of an uptick. And, and you know, 20 homes is not a big deal, right? So that's County-wide. a few percentage price. Yeah. Yep. The pending sales are down about 9% from a year ago. Okay, so pretty close, a little less activity. Our closed sales are down 22%, though. Wow. So it's lower. That's right? a substantial number, almost a quarter of all. Yeah, we had 174, which was the same as we had the month before. So it's pretty steady in terms of that volume. And I think that is, um, anybody pull a calculator out and let's see what 174 times 12 is. So annualized, I'm pretty good at knowing what that means. Jeff's got that. And then here's the thing we always watch because we want to see what's happening with inventory. We had 116 new homes come for sale, which is about the same as the month before. But if we have 116 come on the market, but 171 closed, and that's in the MLS, we still have some builders that maybe have a few that are not on the MLS, Mm -hmm. right? And which makes me think of anecdotally, the builders over here in the Avalanche, they're all, the houses aren't built, but they're sold out. Sold, yeah. Yeah. They're done. I'm doing resales right now, getting bid up. Wow. So our resales, and you know, they might be six month old completions, are going higher than any comps they had and getting multiple offers. So overall, you know, inventory is still record low. We still have 171 homes going away while 116 come on the market. So there's still a shortage, which means next month There'll it's going to be low again. Yeah. And we head into the holidays, yeah. generally holiday season, lower inventory. Call it the winter of real estate, November, December, January, February. It's yeah. four months long. Yeah. Things, the inventory shrinks up. Um, you know, buyers or sellers aren't coming to the tables frequently so yeah by the way 174 uh times 12 is 2088 
2088. Yeah, so 2000 sales. So that's not a hugely low year, but you know, uh-huh. it, you know, a couple of years ago during COVID when everything was going, <laughs> it was close to 3000. Yeah. yeah. So we're 60% of a record, record high. You guys were talking about winter and people hunkering down for the holidays. This is completely anecdotal, but sure. we bought our house in December. Yeah. Uh, Three years ago now. I think we got it because it was, you know, we were still active and we were desperate to get into a house at that mm-hmm. point in time. Yep. I mean, is this the kind of when everybody else is zigging, you zag type of thing? Um, if, if you are and, and don't, don't walk away, but actually be actively looking during that time? Here's what we generally find, okay? If you're selling your house during the holidays and you're a traditional home seller and live in your home, you gotta be pretty serious. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people go, oh, I got Thanksgiving, I got Christmas, I got, you know, all the major holidays coming up. And if you're a buyer, they're probably pretty serious. So there are probably fewer homes for sale, but if you're a seller, you're usually not competing. So I'm going to meet with someone today who has a home downtown and, you know, they've got, there's probably five houses for sale in the whole area that are even close. And one's owned by, you know, two of them are owned by one person, right? Selling these properties that have been on the market for a reasonable, a high amount of time because mm-hmm. they've just set the price unrealistically high. So the point is there's not much for sale. So coming this November, December, you know, we probably will see continued low inventory. Mm-hmm. I don't see that changing, which makes it hard for any kind of crash to happen. Yeah. yeah near impossible. Yeah. We still got the demand. There's so many people that are pent up just waiting for property to hit the market. Yeah. Um, and with, with the inventory decreasing in the winters and well, you know, I say the winter of real estate, it's important to know that hell what, what it's 80 at the time of this podcast, it's 82 <laughs> degrees outside. We didn't really have a summer. So we're going to see summer like weather, but the holidays are what create that winter like environment. It quiets and, down. Yeah. And, and yeah. activity. So, yeah. But if you put property on the market, I mean, there's going to be fewer, there's going to be less competition. Yeah. And, on and quite honestly, it's sometimes easier to be a buyer. Interest rates are kind of on a bigger scale. It doesn't matter what happens in San Luis Obispo. We don't affect interest rates. But demand for loans is down. So usually it, it can be a e- somewhat easier time to be a buyer because you, you're usually pretty serious if you're doing that. People get busy in the holiday months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. What can we learn from this? You know, the market is still fairly resilient. And when I say that, rates are way higher today than they were even a month ago. They, they've come up a lot. I mean, we're well into the sevens, mm-hmm. right? And they fluctuate day by day. But, you know, we, none of us here was thinking a year and a half ago, 12 months, 18 months, we'd be in the sevens and the possibility of going higher. And I've seen it affect the commercial market, which I'm not an expert in, but we have residential multifamily where you don't get a regular mortgage. There are fewer lenders there. And, you know, when a buyer has to pay higher percentage rates for those loans and they can now go put money in the bank, like liquid money and make over 5%, okay, they don't necessarily want to buy a property that pays a 4% return. Mm -hmm. That part is definitely affected, but I'm seeing just the depth of buyers. My my sense is we're heading more towards what we would call a balanced market. So what does that mean? So instead of a week on the market, days might get to a month. Jay's, what are are those quantitative, you know, the numbers of months they call it? So zero to 90 days, um, the the, within zero to Zero so when the average days on the market, zero to 90, you're looking at a, it's a, a seller's, seller's market, market zero right. to 90 yeah. seller's market. Anything between 90 and six months is a balanced market. Anything over six months is uh, considered uh, a buyer's, buyer's market. market. Yeah. yeah. And we haven't said buyer's market in quite some I time. I don't remember who was president back then. Yeah. So, so a balanced market to me is, is healthy because someone who works with sellers and I can tell them, Hey, if we're just fairly priced, 
we might get multiple offers and you'll sell, I'm going to know in a week. Mm -hmm. It might go to be a month or so, which seems like a long time, Yeah. but it's nothing in the big scheme of things. So my guess is if rates stay this high or go a little higher, it's going to be a little bit more balanced. So it's not just the sellers calling the shots. Yeah. Oh, and you know, and that prior to what we saw, the sellers like here, here's the offer, take it as it, as it comes. Right. We're seeing a lot more um, sellers having to take a look at that home inspection and make and make the you know requested improvements. And if yep. they don't, um, there was a stat that you shared uh, from one of the local title brands that a large percentage of their escrows are canceling. Yeah. Um, because sellers aren't willing to make the repairs. Buyers aren't buying the property as it as is at the price that they offered. Yep. And what's so, that one word John Turner u loves to use makes everybody sound like a hero. Compromise? compromise? Compromise. Yeah. Well, like the decision you made when we started working together, you had to compromise. <laughs> I did. Compromise your soul coming to work yeah, with me. Absolutely. It was great. Yeah. So it will be more a, you know, situation of compromise for yeah. sure. And, you know, and I think that lends to, to be honest with you, a better transaction where you've got both parties giving a little because mm -hmm. both parties are gaining a little. It, it ends up being a win-win. That's like one of our, you know, the company's mottos, win-win or no deal. Yeah, and quite honestly, um, as you look at a property owner that's been fortunate enough to own a house for one, two, three, five, seven years, mm -hmm. they've done really well. Oh, absolutely. And appreciation. So, yeah. Right. So their home is worth way more. So if they have to give back a little bit, you know, a three or four or five percent less than that was six or 12 months ago, if that's the worst thing that happens, they're going to be okay. It, it, it's not like everybody's hanging on by tooth and nail with these homes. They have a lot of equity. 40 to 60% appreciation if you've owned it more than 10 years. Yep. I mean, if you walk away with 58% as opposed to 60, oh, you know, you're still doing okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, it, it's interesting. I was asking our, our, our team. We've got three great buyer's agents on the team. We were talking about, hey, where is the sweet spot in the market? There was a newer build, 2019 build. I'm going to use general situations and figures to kind of keep anonymity here, but newer construction when they were building in 2019, and I talked to the sales representative for the builder, because um, that person worked with me for a little while, and you know, I go, what were those houses going for? 1,900 square feet, fairly new construction, um, um, smaller lots. In the sixes, and we were having a hard time selling them. And I think there was probably 100 homes in there, let's say 13 were the one level, so this is one level. Okay. So it comes on the market a million nine ninety five. Um, I know from firsthand, we had a cash buyer and there was a tenant living there and the owners had inherited the property. So they didn't, you didn't want to, you know, wait for the tenant to move out. Buyers like, sure, we'll take the tenant, you know, everything didn't get it. So single level, good condition, million two ish. Right. Um, so what we're seeing is anywhere from like 500 to 1.2. And this is a big spread. That's kind of our sweet spot. And, and we try to figure out why, well, one of my agents who's, you know, in the millennial age, which I had to write it down because I don't know what that age range is, <laughs> 27 to 42. Okay. Right. I, I have uh, the father of two of those people. Um, you know, th they're out looking, yeah. right. And they're in the house buying age and they're, you know, they're competing for those houses. And then the baby boomers all as well, which is people 57 to 75. They too want the smaller, clean, kind of low maintenance houses. Mm -hmm. You'll have that, you know, bidding war. And then you'll have other homes that are like, staying on the market and maybe yeah. not selling as quickly. Yeah. So it's really interesting what is, is um, what causes that. And, and one of the things we came up with, we were talking about affordability a little while ago, mm -hmm. you know? So when gas prices goes up, what happens to SUV sales? 
<laughs> plummet. Right? $7 a gallon. <laughs> right, today. Today, yeah. Right? Yeah, I've got an electric car, so I'm feeling oh. pretty good about that part. I think right? I might take that. Why is it yeah. somebody who has an electric car always let you know that after you let, or after you, you pay the price for the One good just, decision I've made. <laughs> One like good decision. Yeah. That's the right. Planet. I'm driving like a planet killer. I wouldn't know about that problem. I have an electric car. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I love and my solar. broccoli. Yeah, that's right. So, okay, so SUVs, high gas prices, sure. right? The affordability of gas goes down. You don't buy those things. And what happens to the sale of small cars or gas efficient? But they're they're going up. They're yeah. going up. Electric vehicles, right? Yeah, electric yeah. vehicles, you know, small, Hybrid, high, high hybrids, mileage, yeah. hybrids, whatever you call it, right? So we're seeing the same thing kind of now. And affordability just changes the demand dy- dynamic until those rates shift, okay? And then lastly, I want to give maybe a little hope, and, and we'll do this on our next podcast, but... As I look at this, you know, it's tough. I mean, the affordability is getting near highs we haven't seen since the 1980s, I've seen on a national basis, you know, between the cost of house versus income. What you're bringing in. Plus interest rates. Affordability index. And, hey, incomes have gone up. Prices, I mean, people are making a lot of money these days. Price of housing is expensive here. Um, So the, the great thing about this place is the location. If you can get in the door, you're probably happy you did. And it's not easy right now. We want to give hope to those people. But most people I know, if if they bought their house 12, 18 months ago, whatever, do you think they're happy they did? Yes. Absolutely. Almost everybody. Yeah, two, five, ten years Even so, some houses now sell for less than they did last March at the height of the pandemic sales with 3% mortgages. Even though those people, there's a few people that will probably take a loss, and I've seen it, a couple. Um, but if you just stay in your home, you're happy you got your rate, you're locked in, and you're watching your friends who are not buying paying more in rent this year than last year. Yep, and, it's, okay. and it goes up 9.3% every single year if you're in California. Or if you're in San Luis County, I think that's uh, Gov Hutchinson was talking about the rate in which uh, an, in, uh, an investor can raise the rents on a tenant in the state in so San Luis County. How much they can or how much and they've been going up? How much they can raise the rent. Oh, they can. They're Nine, able to, yeah. It was, I'm sorry, it was 8.9%. I think. It was either 8.9 or 8.2. I'm, I'm sorry, either 9.2 or 9.8. But it was over 9% that the landlord can raise uh, anybody's rent in California, in the state of California, not, excuse me, in San Luis Obispo County. Right. Okay. And it's different county to county. But right. still, you, when you buy a house, you have a fixed cost. Yes. And, and you know, you'd mentioned, uh, I don't know if the, the 80s came up in there somewhere. We were talking yeah. about everybody's age. But what were the interest rates in the, the late 80s? They were in the high teens. Yep. And do you think somebody that bought a house in 1988 with, uh, or 89 with an interest rate of uh, 16 17% is happy they bought today? Yeah. You bet, because they paid one hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and their house is worth a million dollars today. Yeah, like that's a, yeah. that's time over task right there. So if you're that trying to get into the market, one, you're in a great location, mm-hmm. right? Two, if it's an entry level house, we know there's demand for that sort of thing. Yeah, right. So we've got that, and you know, quite honestly, if you can find a way to make it happen, it takes guts. But if you look at anybody who bought one, two, three years ago, they're happy. If you went back, somebody about ten years ago, are they happy? Yeah. Right. Do you and you guys know anybody? who's bought a house and then said, gosh, I don't want to be a homeowner. I want to uh, start renting again. Speculators. People that are going thinking that they're treating real estate as it, they would pork bellies. I'm going to go in, hang on to it, flip it for a profit. Those are the only people I know that have looked back and gone, ugh, that was a bad move. That's a good point. Yeah, I know a guy like that. He's like real gun shy because I go, Why? what happened? Well, in the heyday when everybody was making those cheap loans, he got in with very little money, leveraged very highly, right? Wasn't qualified. You can't, you can't even do that anymore. Yeah. But if you're trying to get rich quick, 
don't do it. <laughs> yeah, that's not real yeah. estate. Isn't your yeah. isn't your bag? Yeah, the way to get rich is to get rich slow. Yeah, right. You know, it, it, it's a graduated process. Like it, it seems like nothing's happened. Then all of a sudden, wow! I have a net worth of over a million dollars, and I'm gaining yep. passive income every single month. You uh, said something once, Hal, and I put it. I, I, I typed it up in big font and I put it in my cubicle at the office, and people make fun of me because they. Wow, you're quoted. They, yeah, you're, you're quoted. And <laughs> well, because I was wow. sitting here editing the podcast, and I was, I was, I was like, wow, what Hal said there is very important, and I need that as a constant reminder as somebody who likes to buy lottery tickets from time to time. <laughs> and it, and it, and it, you said successful investing is boring. And that couldn't be any closer to the truth. And that's, that's real estate. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's boring. I mean, you go home every day, but it's, it's the best investment that you can make. <laughs> because you need a place to live. Why not right. live in your investment and let it gain value? Well, somebody was quoting Warren Buffett, and this is, these are vast generalizations. I don't know. But they were, he was interviewed, and basically he hit... He's hit three or four what they call home runs, he said, in his career. I mean, the richest guy maybe on the planet, whatever, best investor sure. ever, the home runs. So most of it was prudent things and then do nothing, mm-hmm. right? And just, you know, like success, I've been described like in our business, sales business, repetitious boredom. The only thing I wanted to point out, too, when we talk about um, the market a little bit is, Somebody did this rate lock, you know, how people are rate locked and a good percentage of people have like 3% or less on their mortgage rates. So every 1% increase in the mortgage rate from what you have. So if I have three and rates are at four, it it reduces the people who want to move by 9%. Okay. So let's think that through, you know, rates bottomed out around three or two and a half. We had a year or two of that, or maybe more. Now we're pushing seven, let's call it, but we're well over seven. But even if it's four percentage points difference, for every percentage point, 9% fewer people want to do that. So four times nine is 36, 36%, right? Wow. So that, that affects inventory. Absolutely. The builders are sold out over here. They can't find land to build, right? So I'm just saying the inventory problem is not going to go away quickly. So if you have the opportunity to own real estate one way or another, usually in the long term, you're going to be happy you did. Agreed, 110%. So there's our market update for October. That was amazing. Great job. Amazing. You always look at me when you talk about (laughs) buying. So, And you're the youngest guy in the room. We get it. It takes uh, takes, him. I feel great. Usually I'm the oldest guy in the room. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll just leave it at that. Then we'll take Thank a check. You, <laughs> you, you yeah. noticed I showed up for work. Are you in? Yes, you did. Oh, yeah. I showed up for work. I told I told Hal last night. I said I might take a month or two off because I played the lottery last night. It was at one point two billion. Mm-hmm. I was planning on winning. Unfortunately, didn't go my way. Yeah. So I, I don't think anybody did. So I showed up. Nobody well, won. Ooh, I'll have another opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. So well, I'm just surprised he was yeah, only going to take a month off. Saying there's a chance. Well, one point two billion is going to come back, but he's going to. I said he'll still want to work because it's boring. You know, D- doesn't that work. show you that I like I enjoy my job? That does. I would still work. Yeah, very lightly, but yeah, I'd still be. I said his new schedule goes. Hal, I'm willing to come in ten to eleven, and when I feel like it, if I win the lottery, <laughs> that'd be my retirement. All right, gentlemen, thank you. Uh, great job, thank you, Hal. Thank you, right. Jade. Thank you, Jeff. Uh, Martin, let's get out of here. See, you. talk to everybody next week. Thanks. All right, thanks, guys. See you. Bye. Thank you for listening to the House Swayze podcast. Be sure to subscribe and rate this podcast. It comes out every Monday, so check for it in your feed for the latest information on the San Luis Obispo County market. The Slow County Real Estate with House Swayze podcast is available wherever you get your podcast and on housewayze.com 
where you can find current listings and other real estate tips. HalSwayze.com, that's H-A-L-S-W-E-A-S-E-Y.com. I am James Bueno, Director of Marketing for the House Swayze Group. If you're looking for anything real estate, give us a call, 805-781-3750. House Swayze is a licensed California real estate broker. DRE number 01111911. The Slow County Real Estate with House Swayze podcast is a production of AGM Podcasts. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.